How many times have we started this show saying Bitcoin has hit an all-time high? Well, guess what? You're going to have to suffer through it again. It's an exciting time to be alive. And in this show, we're going to discuss the new normal of the cryptocurrency world. We'll talk about how technology and society have changed during our lifetime, pointing to changes that at one time seemed strange and are now ubiquitous. Not only do I get points for using the word ubiquitous, but you get points and you get points and you get points. For joining us on the I Can't Drive episode number 55 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Now heard in 172 countries around the spinning blue ball. It is the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and all the people that dig cryptocurrency. This is Joel Com, and with me I have my co-host, compadre and partner in crypto deliciousness, Mr. Travis Wright. You forgot the crypto furious. <laughs> I can never forget the crypto <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving holiday? Ah, it was uh it was very well fed. It was good. Crypto delicious. It was de- it was crypto delicious. I uh, had nice uh, nice amounts of pie, some of the turkey, the stuffing, all the things. Hung out with my uh familia in Missouri and and how was yours? Where did you go on the- I was in Chicago with my family as I'm always want to do every uh Thanksgiving holiday and uh, bittersweet some changes, you know, my parents are getting older and so some things to deal with there and and then seeing the rest of the family was wonderful and loaded up on uh tryptophan and also on cryptophan. Mhm. Did you did you talk to the familia about the cryptos? I really just my brother, my brother, the CPA, who I've referenced here and, you know, talking to him about what's been going on. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, tulips. And I'm like, dude, no, it's technology. You don't. And he's listening. He's just he's like, OK, just, you know, be careful. I'm like, all right. Thanks, dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was it was a great time. And you know what else is great? Turkey and pie was pretty great. Um, cranberry sauce. Also great. So great. Bitcoin all-time highs are great. Bitcoin all-time highs are fantastic. Uh-huh. And Ethereum going through the roof and uh, Litecoin and the altcoins being alive. But what's also great is the new Zilla app that's coming out soon. Uh, Zilla has been our show sponsor for this month. And by now, I'm hoping everybody has gone and pre-registered for the Zilla beta app at ZLA.io forward slash bad because this thing is going to break soon and by break i don't mean (laughs) like not work we hope it works uh but it's going to release shortly for um ios and i believe android as well we'll find out soon because actually the creator of the zilla app is going to be on our ico spotlight show which is the next episode so we're going to find out more about it but it's basically an ico marketplace on your smartphone and you could check out icos and rate them and for those where it is legally permissible to do so you'll be able to buy icos with one tappity tappity tap so if you haven't done it yet go register for the zilla beta app at zla.io forward slash bird 
All right. And hey, Joel, what what is this? Uh, what is this talk about an event? So you posted something on Facebook and you and I haven't actually chatted about it. yet. <laughs> you said, yeah. hey, we should maybe have an event. And what's what's that? What's that all about? Well, I got a wild hair. This was on November 21st and I, you know, I've been watching our community just explode. And, you know, I, I've never seen so much engagement in a community that is so new. Uh, people that have joined the Bad Crypto Mastermind, highly engaged, those on our Telegram group, those that are writing us and commenting, just in listening. I mean, our numbers just continue to break all time highs. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to bring this tribe together at a live event where, you know, we could meet face to face and talk crypto and maybe bring in some speakers that are way smarter than we are. We learn things and uh, maybe bring some ICOs in to talk. And so I posted on the Bad Crypto Mastermind and I said, I wonder how many citizens of Bad Cryptopia would be interested in attending a live crypto event put on by Bad Crypto sometime in 2018 likely a two-day event featuring blockchain speakers, networking, and a live Bad Crypto podcast recording from the stage. Maybe we call it Bad CryptoCon 2018. Tossing out thoughts because Travis and I love our community, blah, blah, blah. Would you attend? And I just threw a number out there because I know events can be anything from, you know, 100 bucks to thousands of dollars. And I said, would you want to attend, assuming there was a fee of under $1,000 to attend? And put up a poll. There was three options. Yes, I would be there if at all possible. Nah, I'll just listen to the show from a distance. And maybe depends on what else is happening. Well, more than 50% of the respondents, I'd say about 60% said, yes, I would be there. And a uh, probably about 20% said no. And then there's the, the maybes. But the comments on here, just tons of engagement. Like people are in to this idea of doing an event. And I kind of feel like it's got to happen. One of the things that I thought about it is, is that, you know, well, with Bitcoin going so high, I mean, for one, you'd say, well, maybe it's 0.1 of a Bitcoin, but then you're like, no, because who knows by the time we have this, you know, next year sometime, Bitcoin could be closing in on $20,000 at that point. So that could right. be kind of high. Another thing is, is like, oh, well, do you have bad coin? Well, then maybe right. you could use some bad coin for uh, X percentage off of the discount of the price, right? So yeah. maybe, maybe 100,000 bad coin equals something, you know, get you um, some money off the ticket or whatever. I think it would be very fun. I mean, we have a phenomenal community that's growing and how cool would it be to hang out with some of these awesome people who we've come to know through our various communities. And so those of you that aren't in the Bad Crypto Mastermind, we'd love your feedback. We've got a short link for you to go check it out. And it's badco.in forward slash event. Now, if you click that and there's nothing there, it's because you're not in the Bad Crypto Mastermind. So you have to click to join the Mastermind group. And then once we're in, you'll be able to use that short link to find the post. Mm -hmm. But please chime in and vote to let us know, yes, you'd be interested. I'm, I think it would probably happen in my hometown in Denver, in the center of the United States, which I know is challenging for people that are in different countries. And there's a possibility of doing like a virtual ticket. But I'm thinking this first one would probably be limited because, you know, we got to get our feet wet and, and see how it goes. And, and we're, we both are very busy and having you know, that going on is going to add a lot of activity. But uh, give us your feedback and let us know. Write comments. Tell us what you think, because if we do this, we're going to do it right. 
Yeah, Mr. Travis Wright. And it's it's always it's always interesting how Mr. Joel Com is like, "Hey, here's a new project that we can do. It's going to take lots of our time, and that's it'll be fun though. But oh Travis my god, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of work we're going to be having to do, Mr. Joel Com. So, but we're having <laughs> so much fun. Can you imagine how fun that would be to meet? Uh, you know, the listeners and, and for you guys to meet each other and for, just to have a great time talking crypto, I think it would just be amazeballs. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially if we are able to, you know, live stream some of it or not, maybe not live stream it, but record it for future content, that would be pretty sweet as well. Cause we're, if we're going to have an event, we're obviously going to have some amazing people to come and speak at the event that are going to be talking about some epic things. And so we're going to want to have that, that content available. So if you're interested in that, uh, go to badco.in forward slash event. Uh, if you're not part of the group, go ahead and click the group. There are three quick questions for you to answer. Uh, if you do not answer them, you do not get in. Just so you know, make sure to answer those questions and we will let you in the group. Perfect. Let's go to the mailbox. Bad crypto voicemail. You have one new message. Yo, bad crypto. This is Chris in South Carolina. I was calling, uh, wanted to uh, get your guys' thoughts on putting together some sort of groups or some sort of meetups outside of social media to get people together. I know there's a couple Bitcoin conferences. Uh, one of the things I've been doing a lot of research on is helping to help grow these ideas or make things get bigger ideas is to try to really start transferring that on people that are maybe non-believers. So is there a way we can help, regardless of investing into the cryptos, you know, Ether and Bitcoin and all that, getting more people's attention on it by holding some sort of events? Are you guys big enough to do that yet? Let's get a couple thousand people together. Let me know your thoughts. Stay bad. Well, funny you should mention that, Chris. In fact, now I remember it was this voicemail that inspired me, Chris, to finally go ahead and make this post. Uh, this, you know, doing an event is something Travis and I have talked about for months, you know, one day maybe doing, but hearing your voicemail was the one that made me think, you know what, let's just, let's put this out there. So Chris, uh, please write us with your BitShares username because we're going to send you some extra bad coin, my friend. And if he uh, actually helped inspire the event, then maybe he gets a nice fat discount to come to the event. Maybe not. That could you never know. Or or maybe a special trophy in the maybe, shape of maybe maybe coin. Maybe he should pay double because it's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> Bonus. Bad crypto inbox. You got mail. All right. So next up, we had Kyle. He wrote in via email. I am Kyle from San Antonio, and he has been a longtime listener, and he really enjoys the show. We have caused him to succumb to the crypto fever. I got the fever. I got crypto fever. I hope hope there's a cure for that. Take two aspirin, maybe. I'm not sure. Take two Litecoin. Yeah, take two Litecoin and call me in the morning. So he has a question for us. What is one coin that you regret not buying, as in you had the opportunity to buy it at a great price and you didn't for some reason, and then it went to the moon shortly thereafter? His biggest regret non-purchase was Power Ledger, had the opportunity to buy some at $0.07 and didn't. And he was wondering if we also suffer from crypto non-buying regret as Mr. Kyle does, and then he says, stay bad. I I have no regrets. I mean, I really don't. Uh, you know, we started into crypto later than some, but earlier than most. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is I started buying Bitcoin in the early 2000s. 
And I don't mean 2001, 2002. I mean, when it was still, the price was in the 2000s range. And, you know, now we're sitting at 9,500 almost. And so, you know, you can't, you can't look in the rear view mirror. And I wish I would have. I think that's just, that can be agonizing. I like to look forward and look at the wins that I have now. I'm happy that I got in on Power Ledger and Horizon State and got some Neo when it was still Ant Shares at $2. And I'm celebrating the victories. And there's too many victories still to come. So why focus on the negatives? Well, Mr. Joel Com, I do concur with most of what you said. I do have some regrets of like, you know, it's like when you have some of those coins and if you have them, like, you know, some power ledger, but then I got out of some at like 11 cents and then some at 23 cents. And I was like, all right, boom, I made a nice profit. I mean, tr- and then it went up to 94 cents. And so those were, those were some moments where I was like, no, if I had only held it up, uh, uh, but. I too like to celebrate the, uh, the victories because really it's fun. It's like some of these other altcoins, it's like if they have a nice little pop, then a lot of times I'll just, I'll get out of some of those and then work to create and, you know, to complete another Bitcoin. So I look at it like, yay, I am working on completing the next Bitcoin. Once that one gets completed, that one's done. I'm never going to, I don't want to break that up, uh, for until it hits big, big numbers. So I'm just kind of, uh, that's not, I don't want to be like, Never going to break that up. Never going to break it up. Nope. Keeping that Bitcoin together. I, I have this vision of you like at a table, like doing a jigsaw puzzle and you're putting Satoshis together, you know, to complete <laughs> well, I've got another one complete. Yes. <laughs> See, I think that the mindset right now would be to look at what's out there and what you feel is going to be the next big thing and and say, all right, where do I invest? to ride that train up the next level um, so that I don't regret not picking up on something. I just regret that we didn't start this show a year earlier, Mr. Joel Com, when Ripple was like nine-tenths of a penny and Ethereum was like $8. Like, <laughs> See, well, what good, what good does that do? What good does that do? Is I that want the just, time machine. Can, if somebody invents just, a time machine from Bad Cryptopia, let us know. We're going to go back in time feel, and buy some cheap cryptos. Feels bad. Feels bad, man. Feels bad. But it's good. Thanks for the great question. And we have another voicemail coming in. Is that, do I hear it? Do I have it coming in? Oh, there it is. Hey guys, Erod from Ohio. I just listened to your latest episode about spreading awareness of crypto and wanted to share what I've done, which is Vistaprint business cards. They're certainly very inexpensive to get printed. And I put on one side about Bitcoin, on the other side about Ethereum, as well as a QR code to the uh, current uh, price listing you know, on CoinMarketCap or wherever, and just like a one-paragraph blurb about the coin and maybe some price history information. And I give that to people, you know, randomly if you're somehow been talking about it. However, I sometimes, you know, stick it in a uh, gas uh, pump card reader, somebody's going to see it that way, or I talk to my friends about it, and I give it to them to, you know, remind them to look into it, try to spread awareness that way. So that's all. Stay bad. Show's great. I've been here since episode two. Rob, do what you got to do, bro. You know, some people are blogging about crypto. Others are using social media. Some crazy people are doing podcasts. Those guys don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to those guys. They're bad. And, you know, if you want to print out some cards with information about a coin and a QR code, a wallet, whatever, and and hand them out to people, then go for it. I mean, there's, there's really no limits 
to the different ways that we can talk to friends, family, and strangers about cryptocurrency. And I say, uh, be creative and go for it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been enjoying doing with my with my friends that I've known for a long time is actually giving them a little bit of Litecoin. Right. It's like I connect them. I say, just get on Coinbase real quick. They'll get on Coinbase and be like, all right, here you are. And then boom, send them a little bit of Litecoin. And all I did it, I did it, um, this weekend for three friends that I've known since I was 12, gave them all half a Litecoin and none of the transactions took longer than 10 seconds. I mean, it was so cool. I wouldn't send them Bitcoin because Bitcoin, like, this is going to be amazing in three hours when you get it. But yeah. Litecoin <laughs> is like snap, boom. And then it's like, wow, check it out. I just got some, I just got some Litecoin. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's it is that, you know, once they can see and feel it and play around with it a little bit, then I, you know, it's like, Hey, and then send some of that to somebody else and play around with it. Didn't cost you anything. Go have fun. Tell them all about it. Tell them why it works, what's valuable about it. Because really, and this is the, the point of this whole episode, is cryptocurrencies will be the new normal soon. And we're going to talk about that after the news. Travis, it was just over two weeks ago that the whole Bitcoin Cash thing happened. And we saw Bitcoin go down to about 5,600. There was a drop all the way from about 7,500 to 5,600 and people were panicking and some were losing money because they were panic selling. And I was chill. I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to chill right here and wait two weeks later back from 5,600 breaking through record after record. And as of today, this it's Sunday, November 26th. This episode will release on the 27th. Bitcoin broke through $9,500 currently sitting just a little bit under that. Mm. Amazing. And what's been so crazy about this, Joel, is that it is bypassing some really, really big companies. So if you look at the total market cap right now of the cryptocurrencies, right now, Joel, there are, you know, what is it, 1,320 cryptocurrencies on the market right now. We have a total market cap now sitting at $293 billion. That is crazy. But if we're looking at this, right, if we're looking at that, Bitcoin is $156 billion. So that's over 50% of uh, crypto is weighted in Bitcoin, right? So I guess it's about 53% is Bitcoin dominant. $156 billion. Dude, we have, we've just passed some very, very big companies, right? Yeah, we've got a link in the show notes, Travis, on web lists. It's uh, stock market caps of the 50 largest American companies. Of course, up at the top is Apple Computer, which is $898 billion. It's going to be the first company to reach a value of a trillion dollars. I'm not sure when, but soon. But with a market cap of $156 billion, that makes Bitcoin worth more than the Walt Disney Company, Merck, IBM, McDonald's, and a whole host of others, Texas Instruments, Nike, Kraft, the, you know, the list goes on. And that is significant. In fact, mm-hmm. if Bitcoin were a company on this list, it would be number 33 right now. And it would be oh. coming, uh, uh, General Electric, GE, we're coming for you, right? With a bullet. You're uh, we're on your way. And then guess what? Then it's going to pass Boeing. Philip Morris, and then MasterCard. MasterCard has a total market cap of $163 
billion dollars and that's not too far away imagine if bitcoin passes mastercard and then then the next one you got citigroup up there you got some other big ones i mean it's unbelievable i was i was having some conversations during thanksgiving and i was like you know with bitcoin being now 150 billion dollars in market value market cap and the total crypto space hitting 300 billion it seems to me that by the end of next year, the crypto space could be around a trillion dollars by the end yeah. of next year, if not sooner than that. And if that ends up happening with Bitcoin being 53% of, you know, m- most of the values in Bitcoin, let's just say it's at 40% and Bitcoin hits, uh, or the, the market cap hits a trillion dollars, that means the market cap of Bitcoin would be around $400 billion. And we're talking prices $20,000, $25,000 next year, very rare, possibly. Um, I'm digging it. And bigger than JP Morgan Chase. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. We're coming for you, Jamie Dimon. We're coming for you. All right. Uh, next story here. Some. Uh, this is kind of like a little smattering, a plethora of uh, some different stories. And this one reminds us to be super careful about where we use our Bitcoin. This story on New Zealand Herald says a restaurant goer has Bitcoins stolen over unsecured public wireless network. He had $172,000 of Bitcoin stolen when he was logged into the restaurant's Wi-Fi. Not a good idea to log into your account on an unsecured network and have your uh, your username and password stolen. Yeah. Obviously, he was not using a uh, an authenticator. Yeah, it must not have been using two-factor authentication, which we talk about. You know, if you've gone through the stories, episode 41 or so, whenever I got hacked and dude took my T-Mobile phone number over and then was, you know, resetting my passwords to my Gmail and my Travis Wright email and then my Apple ID and my Twitter account. I mean, you need to make sure you got two-factor authentication, maybe using Google Authenticator or using Authy one of those types of tools on all your accounts, you know, make sure to definitely, if you're using Coinbase, uh, to turn on Authy. That is the uh, the one you can use there. I believe you can also use Authenticator, but I have Authy or, or Authenticator. I'm not sure which one on that one. But um, make sure you turn that on. And if you're still thinking about uh, jumping into crypto, you've not made that leap yet, you know, Coinbase is one of the best places to sort of get started. And uh, by using uh, this address, Badco dot in forward slash coinbase whenever you first purchase your first one hundred dollars worth of crypto you get an additional ten dollars kicked in there and then also bad crypto gets ten dollars on that so that's a bad in forward slash coinbase if you are interested in getting going and if you do put money on coinbase and if you buy it they also have a vault feature in there which makes it very difficult to get out so if you you know we always talk don't store your crypto on your devices, don't store them on your desktop, don't store them on your mobile. Maybe you just you have a little bit of amount so you can use it while you're out and about, but you want to have those big numbers. I mean, seriously, you had $172,000 worth of Bitcoin on your device, dude. You should have had a Trezor or a, a Nano Ledger S or something. You should not have had that on your phone. Bad on you. Travis, this story out of the New York Times, the paper of record featuring... A little bit of fake news. Hmm. This one, initial coin offerings horrify a former SEC regulator. 
Uh, this guy, he is a former SEC commissioner, Joseph Grundfest. He's having a it's Grundfest 2017. Uh, he has <laughs> <laughs> has said that ICOs represent the most pervasive, open, and notorious violation of federal securities laws since the Code of Hammurabi. It's more than the extent of the violation, he said. It's the almost comedic quality of the violation. You know, a little over the top, I'm thinking. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Big government likes to big government it up, right? And so this goes against, you know, decentralization goes against the centralized nature of government. And so, you know, he, Mr. Grunfest is also a co-director of the Rock Center for Corporate Governance. And uh, he says the new, fl- the flow of new coin offerings showed that the warnings are not nearly enough. Uh, we're, we're waiting to see a bunch of enforcement actions in this space. And we wonder why they haven't happened yet. I hope they are planning to sweep all of those 50 ICOs up and get, you know, he's like the grumpy old man. Get off my lawn with your innovation. He's the, the, the Grinch who stole crypto, you know? So, you know, here's my thoughts. Where in our constitution does it say that the federal government should create oversight to protect people from making bad investments? Right. I don't believe that's in there. Where is that? When did we become a nation that said, oh, we need the government to protect us. Now, I understand there's people out there that can be vulnerable and be deceived, but why do we not take responsibility for our own actions and for bad decisions? No, we need the government to come in and make laws that say, we're here to protect you. We're going to keep you from fraud. You know, if you can't spot snake oil, then you probably got no business investing. Well, there's a problem in the school system, I've always thought, where they teach you how to recite facts, and you these facts are going to be on the test, and quote-unquote facts, right? Some of them are not, but whatever. And then, so, you there, you get really good at learning to recite things back, but not very good at being a critical thinker. And I think remaining curious and learning how things work on your own is something that's very important. And that's why I do commend everyone who listens to our show is because they're actively participating in their education of cryptocurrency, right? We are as well. We put on this show because we're learning and then we're teaching what we've been, what we're learning and what we're researching. And a lot of people don't do that. They spend their time. Unfortunately, they go to a job they hate. They come home and watch a bunch of bullshit TV that doesn't put any value into their minds. Then they go to sleep and wake up and do it all again. They have their own version of Groundhog Day. And that's the school system that's that's, kind of set that up. And so maybe they're trying to protect them, you know, trying to protect people from that. But here's the deal. You got to do your own due due diligence and research on anything that you're going to put money into. And you guys are. If you're listening to this show, you're doing that. And a lot of people don't do that. And you know what? We're trying to baby too many people, I think, Joel. And, and, oh, we got to protect them from everything. Everything. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, sometimes we want to be protected from the government. What about that? Exactly that. Well, now, to be fair, because I think we should look at both sides, there are problems in the ICO space. There's no question about that. There's always going to be scoundrels and criminals. And last week, there was a crypto company that stole a bunch of money from people. It was called mm-hmm. Confido. Confido? Confido? Should They should have known because con in it, but mm-hmm. uh, confide, confido actually means I trust in Italian. And this is a cryptocurrency company that basically disappeared, poof, gone, taking $374,000 of investors' money in their ICO. Mm-hmm. They took the money 
and ran like Steve Miller wrote about in his song. There are a lot of scams out there, right? We had that great interview with James Altucher, and you know he thinks 90, 95% of those ICOs are scams. And if you look at the market cap value of crypto, you can see like the top 10 top 12 or so, you know, they're worth more than a billion dollars each. So some of those, I, I I tend to put more of my holdings in some of those top uh, ranked companies more so than guessing on some of those, some of the smaller ones. But you know what? There's some that are popping up. I mean, we, we saw Power Ledger that went from seven cents during their ICO and then went up as high as 94 cents. We've seen some other ones happen that with the decision tokens doing that. So there's, there's some really great innovation happening. You just have to have discernment and pick the right ones. Well, two things. First of all, I tossed you a song and you just let it go. I referenced Steve Miller's Take the Money and Run. Okay, you're right. And, you did. and I did not you, sing it. You did not. Oh, take the take money the and, run. and run. Right. You just yeah. left that hanging I'm there. Sorry and about I that. I guarantee that some of our listeners were going, Travis. Come on, Travis, you missed your cue, dummy. What? Where, where's the lyric, bro? <laughs> uh, now, the, the rest of this is. Confido, these guys here, the story that is listed on the dailybeast.com goes on to say that it appears to have been a completely bogus operation run by fictional characters who fabricated their resumes. So these people appear to have actually really made it all up. Some say it looked like a trustworthy operation. There was a website and that it had an animated tutorial and biographies of people that claimed to be their employees. But there were some people that were saying people were posting on 4chan that this is not as good as it, it appears to be. And some people warned about it. So, you know, this happens and you got to watch out for what you're doing or else you might do something that you should have watched out for. And, and and if you do do it, you can, you know, you can head on down to old El Paso and hopefully you don't get into a great big hassle. You know, hopefully these people from Confido were, are not shot by somebody robbing their castle. There you go. And now we have come full circle. The, uh, the ooh, loop ooh, is ooh. closed and let's go to today's feature. When I was a boy, <laughs> And I wanted to watch television, Mr. Travis Wright. I would get up from my seat, walk over to the TV, and turn the knob to channels 2, 5, 7, 9, 11, or 32. And when I was a kid, uh, when I had my first job back in the 50s, uh, I worked in an office, and they were smoking cigarettes all day in the office, and they were drinking whiskey, and and, not, and, and none of the ladies there. this would be the day till I die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so things have changed over time, Mr. Joel Com. They have. I mean, and I remember that TV, you know, that was in Chicago. For those of you that have went, oh, 257-9-11-32, Joel was from Chicago because uh, that was the three major networks, the local channel, WGN, which eventually became a cable channel, PBS, and uh, Channel 32, which is WFLD, the local channel in, the, in uh, Chicago. And then uh, if you were rich, you had the Magnavox that had that clicker remote, you know, that had the big buttons that would be like, so kuchunk, fancy, so kuchunk. Fancy. Uh, along comes cable TV and TV on demand and choices and the world of today. Now TV is anything we watch, right? It could be YouTube, 
Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, or Now, or or Network TV, or any of the cable networks. It's all it's all just video. It's all media. No, no, no. We still use VHS tapes, Joel. We still use VCRs. And I don't know what fandangled new future you're talking about over there. I still got to rewind. I got to be kind and rewind. And we and I take <laughs> all my VHSs back to Blockbuster, right? It's just what we do. Is there a single Blockbuster left at this point? <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe so. There should be a website for thelastblockbuster.com because we used to go and rent there. And the point of this segment is is to talk about how cryptocurrencies are the next new normal. They're certainly not normal now. And there is a cycle. There's a time period that takes time for technology adoption for the masses to come. And it's when the masses arrive that it becomes the new normal. You know, I think you mentioned VHS before VHS, there was beta Mm -hmm. and beta was actually Sony's Betamax format was actually a superior format. The tapes were smaller. The quality was higher, but VHS won for better marketing. VHS was kind of like the Android of, you know, VCRs, right? Mm. Well, there you go. And then also, I mean, in the 70s, you, you listen to music on eight tracks and then cassettes and you had your albums, right? You have the, had the vinyl albums and then CDs happened, right? And then now you can just listen on Spotify and just stream music all the time. The new normal is not flipping over a tape or rewinding your tape to hear your song. Or the new normal is not us having to wait until the top eight at eight and then get our get our recorder out cassette recorder and then tape them so that i could hear them later when right. i wanted you remember having to do that <laughs> oh yeah well what's really fun is that vinyl has made a little bit of a comeback and it, you know it's hard to replace the sound of vinyl it really is amazing it's totally lossless there there is uh you know uh, audiophiles would say that vinyl is definitely better than digital yeah i've been buying more vinyl lately like uh, we got a uh, we got a record player here recently and my uh, last phonograph yeah we got we got one of those vic, uh, vic old victrolas and uh, real fancy. up yeah it's real fancy and uh, you know so i've actually been buying new albums like my last two uh records that came out i purchased actually both of the gallagher brothers from uh oasis had new albums come out in the last couple of months and i just got Knowles arrived uh, on friday and uh, i had liam's that arrived a couple weeks ago and so uh, literally it's it's so much cooler to hold a big album because it's got this all the lyrics are on them and yeah photos and it's like a story yes. it's so cool Wait, there's been a, an art lost okay not only and you know i'm gonna say sorry not sorry now but music today sucks yeah there's some good stuff being produced but the golden age of rock and roll is long gone you're you're not gonna have a lot of classics that are coming out of the past 20 years. The classics are playing on classic radio now. You know, we don't see any more, you know, Beatles or Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or, you know, who or the, the classic bands. They just, where are they? Mm-hmm. And it, because it's all become commercial, it's all bubblegum or it's rap that's going to disappear as fast as it came, you know, with the exception of a few. Uh, but even Eminem is is completely irrelevant now, right? Did you see what he's doing? It's like, what? You are a, uh, a caricature mm-hmm. of your formal self. How do you go from being the coolest to the lamest in just two decades? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? 
Well, I mean, it's, it's, when you look at the evolution of that is that, you know, now a lot of the music is even just being created on the computer. They're not playing their own instruments. They're not, you know, writing their own songs. The, the, the people who do get famous, a lot of times somebody wrote that song. It's all manufactured. That's, that's one of the things is that that's the new normal is we're streaming music now, right? right. 4K and now 8K will become the new normal in video quality. We have virtual reality and AR glasses that are coming around, right? And here's the thing. We all have these smartphones in our hands now, right? And we get invisible information sent to us wirelessly to our smartphone device where we can access any piece of information in the world on this thing. And who would have thought that would be the new normal for us now 10, 20 years ago? I mean, right. Well, remember, Nokia was the leader in mobile back in 2007 and Steve Jobs announced the first iPhone it came out and of course we were the pioneers we were there in the beginning I had an iPhone in the first two weeks and had an app into the app store in the first month you know now there's a million of them and there's how many countless you know hundreds of millions of smartphones that are out there and everybody carries one and it's it's what you do now it's just what you do well we're not there with crypto yet but in the not too distant future, transacting using cryptocurrency and tokens will just be what we do. Right. I mean, we've talked about this before. 5G is coming. We're going to have 30 gigabit connections to our phones. That's 30 times faster than my computer. I have a, a gigabit connection here with Google Fiber here in Kansas City. That's 30 gigabit connection is coming to your phone. Who wants to drive to a bank? Right. How many how many gigawatts of power will that take? One point twenty one. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Marty. Well done. Pretty, pretty sure. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the things like I've like my kids, I'm paying them crypto allowance. Right. They work and they do things around the house. I will pay them Litecoin. My daughter, she likes to receive Litecoin. My son wants Litecoin. He likes uh, some Bitcoin as well. Uh, and my son helped send out all those lumens when we did that. So he's got some lumens as well. And uh, he loves the crypto. And I tell you what, crypto is going to be the new normal for, uh, you know, Gen Z and uh, the generation behind them. And uh, you know what, when when people can just transfer and I sent it to my friends, I sent some crypto over Thanksgiving, as I mentioned to my friends, and it took less than 10 seconds for them to receive it i mean how long would it take me to write i I can't even write out a check that quick i actually write a couple checks a month but you know fewer and fewer over time because it's all digital you know i mentioned earlier i was with my brother and family this weekend and he he joked about you know crypto being tulips i think he did know better but he's like but here's the thing you've got so many of them that are competing i said no 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 no. you don't understand there's only so many that are used for payments all the rest of these 1300 that are available there's so many utilities for these that everything that we do is going to be tokenized. That's the big disruption about cryptocurrency is that it's not about the currency itself. It's about how we operate in in any vertical that's going to have an implementation of a, a tokenized economy. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 one of these it's one of these big shifts in in time right now. And I think. Wait, what year is it? It's uh, it's still 2017, I believe. I think, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, there's a shift in time. There's a big shift happening right now, and you know what? People are going to get it, or they're not going to get it. And those who don't get it yet will eventually 
be forced into it, right? Some people will willingly come to the space. And that's one thing that I've been doing with some of my friends and some of my families. You know what? Help them get set up on a Coinbase account and then send them a little bit of crypto. Like if you have your own Coinbase account code, then you can give them $10 if they buy $100 or whatever. But just why not just give them $10 worth of it free? Start off with the $10 worth of Litecoin and boom. And they go, wow, that was so quick and amazing. And then like I, I sent some to my friend on Friday night and then on Saturday, the price went up by like, you know, I think it went from like $78, to like $85, $88. And he was like, man, the crypto you gave me is already up $3, man. <laughs> I know it's the magical internet money. <laughs> that may never die to the chagrin of many listeners. That's okay. But the future is here, and we are on the front lines of it. You are on the front lines of it. We're all in this together, and we don't know where it's going in terms of any particular crypto. Is it possible that Bitcoin Cash, the the flippening happens and Bitcoin Cash becomes the Bitcoin? Sure, anything's possible. Is it possible that uh, um, the vulnerabilities in Ethereum could kill it dead and it goes to zero? Sure. It's possible. It's possible for any of these companies to go to absolutely nothing. And that's why we are not financial advisors and you should never listen to us as in that capacity. Listen to us because you want to have a good laugh and you want to feel better than somebody. (laughs) We're here to help you raise your self-esteem. But we do know this. Blockchain technology is revolutionary. It is here to stay. It is now and will continue to change the world and all of our lives and future generations will be impacted as it becomes the new norm. Stay bad. (laughs) (laughs) Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.